Can you hear me? Yep. <laughs> I think I need another earphone because I'm hearing this tapping noise in my ear. Are you hearing that? No. Okay. We're not recording on. Oh, we definitely are. <laughs> Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, boo. What's good? <laughs> Nothing. New week, new things. All right. All right. How was your weekend? Um, oh, this weekend was, it was, it was normal. The good thing that happened, though, mm-hmm. was Mara's father mm-hmm. came and picked her up and, and brought her back. So I didn't have to meet. Well, all the him. way there? Yes, God. Yes. Don't need to do, do it. Yes. <laughs> Deserves a sip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Mara Boo is not here, we have date nights. Mm-hmm. Because when we were in the middle of fucking nowhere, there was, we always had her. So it's no real opportunities. All right. Right. So now that we're here and every other weekend she goes to see her dad, we're making time to go out. So we went out this past weekend. Oh. How was your weekend? It was cool. I uh, celebrated my seventh wedding anniversary, so uh, that was super cool. Me and the hubster um, did stuff that we like, like uh, eating and drinking, (laughs) (laughs) our two top things to do together. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool, though. Um, I don't anybody that's from the D.C. area, um, the wharf, they redid the wharf area, like, mm-hmm. earlier this year, but I had refused to go during the summer because I knew it was going to be too many people there, hot weather, and it was going to be super crowded, so we went there for, um, just some, they got some nice restaurants and stuff, so we went, made reservations, or well, I didn't make reservations, but my husband made reservations, and we went out to eat, and it was cool, it's really, really, really nice, we're going to have to go when it gets warm, because, on that water, it was cold as hell, though. Like, it was br- <laughs> breezy to the bitch, but we had a good time. It was cold this weekend. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was dumb cold. On Saturday, I was like, oh, it's, it's wonderful. Right, like, right. It was nipping, like, Ooh, you want to be out yeah. here? Okay. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, it was a good time, but that's about it. That's all I got to. Like. Yeah. <laughs> None too crazy. So we can let y'all know it ain't popping every weekend. Like sometimes we be low key. We be chilling. Well, I'm always low key. All right, but you went on a whole day night. Okay. I mean, so did you. Okay, so we was both low key. But you've been out every weekend, like I said last week. <sighs> it's so much um double standards. I hope you guys are catching this listeners. Oh, here we go. We both <laughs> went out, but yeah, mine is more uh or less low key than hers. Because, I mean, we would have went out anyway, even if it wasn't a date weekend, because it was Veterans Day weekend, and you know this nigga had the rest, the free restaurants on lock. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, we were just... You got to take advantage shit. of that. Right. We didn't appreciate Outside of the bar that we had went to... We are yeah. such the same, our couples. <laughs> <laughs> Eating and go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean... 
Why not? This one spot, girl, they got seven day a week happy hours, honey. I said, oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. So the place that we went to, they do as well. You know what? We the same people, honey. Yes. I was like, no, the whole time I had been there before and they didn't used to have it that way. So they added like food to the menu because yeah. this is strictly a bar. Like, <laughs> we're just here to drink. Now they got, we like, not feeding y'all at all. Mm-hmm. Now they got little finger foods and they're like, Every day from four to seven or something like that is like five dollar drinks, and I'm all the way here for that. Yeah, always yeah. for sure here for a discounted uh libation. Yeah, I mean I've had better happy hours, but finding a happy hour on the weekend is always hard. For so. sure, you paying full price for them beverages, or you are gonna be happy hour in that home? So I'm like four to seven on a Sunday. It's not bad because then I can still go home and get my life together <laughs> for work, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous, how you doing? Hey, signing up in attendance. <laughs> so, we are on episode 15. Yes. And this week, we are going to be chatting about mental health. Yes. So, very serious. Yeah, very serious, <laughs> even though I'm sure we'll find a way to... <laughs> Lighten the mood. Exactly. So, before we even start, you know, I'm the queen of disclaimers. <clears throat> Let me put my disclaimer voice on. <clears throat> we, the Chatty Patties, are not licensed <laughs> clinical professionals. Our opinions are just that opinions from our experiences and observations. Thank you, and we appreciate you listening. All right, so that was my disclaimer. I hope you like my uh, random ass uh, disclaimer voice. But um, yeah, uh, there seems to be a, I don't want to say an outpouring. But I think it's always, um, people have always suffered from mental illness, but um, people are starting to speak up more now about um, different mental illnesses that they are suffering from. Um, I know, speaking for um, the Black community, we kind of look at mental illness or used to, we're getting better, but we were kind of just, I don't know, like, not acknowledge it yeah like right like kind of like take a uh a stoicism type of um approach to it like you know i'm good like you know it's just i'm just stressed though you know that's just life i'm gonna get over it you know what i mean like kind of just pushing it to the side like feeling like in general that we always have to endure pain or hardship without showing our feelings or not complaining about it because you got a quote-unquote man up or like you're a strong black woman, you know, this is just what you got to bear. So I feel like now it's more acceptable, I guess is a good word to say, to actually talk about it and even see professionals about your, uh, maybe stuff that you're going through. Um, A lot of times we see that instead of actually going and seeking help for things like depression or anxiety or anything like that, a lot of times we self-medicate, whether it's with drugs, alcohol, or dealing with it like isolate excuse me isolating ourselves or anything like that so or have sex oh people fucking it away all right oh that's such a vulgar word but yeah that's what they doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay whatever makes you feel good yeah guess whatever that's gonna get you get your mind off of whatever mm-hmm. you're going through and um just a little stat that at that we um african-americans are 20 percent more likely to experience serious mental health problems than the rest of general population. So me 
being the Google joint that I am, I wanted to Google why. Like, why um, are we more likely to experience mental health um, issues than other races? And then guess what Listy did? Listy found a list. So, (laughs) (laughs) So basically, five quick factors on um, things that affect the mental health in African-Americans. First, racism. Racism is still, yes, definitely um, (laughs) continues to have an impact on our mental health, Um, religious beliefs. There are actually some people that believe that mental illness is a punishment from God. And basically, 85% of African-Americans say that that they use prayer to um, rid away stress and any other things that they're dealing with Mm. um poverty the stresses that accompany poverty dealing with homelessness and hunger lack of basic needs that can be a contributing factor to mental health also violence african-americans of all ages are more likely to witness or be victims of serious violent crimes um also exposure to violence increases the risk of developing a health condition mental health condition and fifth and final is lack of provider cultural competency basically there aren't a lot of clinical health professionals out there psychologists psychiatrists whichever you go see that look like us there are only 3.7 percent of um african american or african what am i saying american psychiatric association members and only 1.5 percent of american psychological association members that are black, which like it's crazy. Three point seven percent and one point five percent that are African Americans. So a lot of times, those that may be willing to go, they don't have someone that necessarily would identify with them. If that makes sense. But yeah, so those are definitely some of the things that I saw when I was looking up of what can actually be contributing factors on why we would be 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems. It's crazy that you um that you said what did you say? Well, racism, oh, the, no, religious no. beliefs, poverty, violence. No, no, no. You have mentioned cultural competency. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um on the Charlemagne special that came on VH1 earlier this week when okay, he yeah, sat yeah. down with uh the therapist Dr. Jets. that was actually mentioned like there's you know a lot of the issues not a lot but one of the issues that African Americans face is the fact that we can't find a therapist that can relate exactly uh, <laughs> which makes it extremely difficult you know to give us extremely a, difficult but, but how are you going to give us advice when you can't understand the different things that or why we feel the way we feel versus other races I will say that for me personally um I prefer to have uh, a brown a brown friend mm-hmm. one whom I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. I know that JT and I we go to monthly check ins. Okay. And our therapist is not black or brown, and he's fine with that. And I mean, she's nice, but mm-hmm. I just feel like we're always playing this safe. Like we're always. You don't feel like you can speak as freely. No, because there are you know there are things that we say that. Right, you know that only certain groups would understand. Right, so I feel like it's safe because in our daily life we're not, we don't speak that way. Right, not amongst each other anyway. So, for sure. So since you brought up the um 
the the little in session live um, with Charlemagne. What did you think about it? So <laughs> I appreciate the thought behind it. I think it was I think it was a a big thing for a black man to be sitting down and being you know being asked those questions right. because I feel like I know that in my studies it's like black people don't get therapy and black men definitely ain't definitely don't get therapy so I appreciated his honesty I appreciated him talking about hey I have anxiety I go and I get therapy every Friday Mm -hmm. but (laughs) Dr. Jess Mm -hmm. I don't feel that she was that prepared yeah um and I really tried to have an open mind Mm -hmm. but I just felt like the whole thing was weird like if they were going to have a live therapy session number one there shouldn't have been commercials because that's not realistic. Like when I'm in therapy, we don't take five minute right. breaks right. for my hour session. Like that was weird. Mm-hmm. The commentator lady. She like, was kind of extra and in, 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 intense. I was, I wasn't feeling that. And I kind of felt like Charlamagne was kind of guiding Dr. Jess. Right. More so than Dr. Jess was guiding him. Yeah, it's like she was kind of struggling to, to come up with questions to ask him. Yeah, and so it just was, I didn't, I didn't get anything out of it, but I did appreciate what it meant for TV and what it meant for just like people who may be struggling with being able to say like, hey, I have anxiety or hey, I have this, I have that. Maybe right. I should go see someone. What do right. you think? Um, I'm going to be blunt. It was really boring to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, the actual premise of it, like it was lit, like to make it an open conversation. And so that it isn't this taboo thing to talk about with mental health. And, you know, it's OK. You're not the only one in the world struggling with anxiety or stressing about X, Y and Z. Like some of the stuff that he was, you know, touching on, like I could understand like the whole thing that he brought up about parental paranoia and just yes yes, like I was like yo I get it and sometimes just hearing somebody else saying it like yeah I feel that way because there might be a lot of thoughts and feelings that we have within ourselves that we don't necessarily voice but it's still there and so to hear somebody like on a national platform be like yeah it like really stresses me the hell out like thinking about my kids going to school and maybe sometime being bullied or just me not being with them 24 hours it stresses me out and sometimes and he was even saying just talking about it right now like it just gives me anxiety so just Mm -hmm. talking about that you know was like you said it was uh I don't want to say monumental but it was like a really big thing especially for African-American male but actually sitting there and watching I was like oh Jesus like you talked about this in your book like you you did this like so I wasn't trying to you know, I ain't trying to be rude about it, but like, actually, I was just sitting there like, "Oh, this is an hour." Okay, like, but yeah, I fell asleep on there. I had to actually like watch it, and then it came on hella late. Like, it came yeah. on at like ten or something like that. So, like, that's yeah. like for us, we watched for <laughs> shizzle. Like, I'm not going to be beginning a show at ten p.m. Like, this is a stretch. Like during during the work week. Oh my! <laughs> and speaking of shows, like, um, I also watched the um. Chad loves Michelle show on own. So Michelle from Destiny's Child, uh, 
she that, has a show. They do have a show. I have not seen that show though. Okay, go ahead. So um, I think the second episode has came out this week. Yeah, it's only been two episodes. So in a nutshell, just to wrap, not to wrap it up, but to um, kind of put in a cute little box. Um, Michelle, um, as some of you guys know, as the awkward or quirky one in Destiny Show, um, she has a show because she uh is what's the word I guess engaged to a gentleman he was a which is really cool his profession is he was like the traveling not a minister not really a priest um let's just say religious person because I don't know what the title would be um maybe pastor I don't know anyway religious person and he actually traveled with sports teams so when they would do you know they would be on the road and stuff like that he layered late Woo, led their you know prayer and um if they had different ceremonies maybe it was a sunday like that sort of thing so you know she's really religious and he um is and they're like a cute couple but he's white and so they were just discussing their trials and tribulations because not only are they uh they are interracial couple what i did not know she actually suffers from um mental health issues issues she actually checked herself into a um health facility for depression like after he proposed to her i guess she was overwhelmed with the amount of attention she was getting and she felt like she wasn't worthy of this attention and love and it kind of like sent her spiraling so she said she didn't think about taking her own life but when there were thoughts or feelings that may have been budding, she was like, nah, I just need to, you know, abruptly, like, just go. So she ended up checking herself um, into a facility. I don't remember how long she was in there, but, you know, she lost a lot of weight and stuff like that. But he still stayed by her side. They're still engaged. Um, She's been dealing with the depression, she said, since she was, like, seven or so. So this has, like, been the whole daggone time. But, um, yeah, she was just super sad um, during the time when she felt like she should have been super, super happy and, um, you know, felt like this depression and chemical imbalance was like she had to do something about it, which is very brave of her to put out there because we I did at least I didn't know that. But, um, you know, in the first episode, it was mainly talking about that. And then him not knowing that she had that coming into the relationship and just that whole adjustment. So they're like dealing with the lap. And he's like, you know, maybe we should call off the wedding now, that sort of thing. But she's just like, no, I'm good. Like, let's go. He's like, I love you and I want to get married to you. But there are certain things that we need to address. And she's really more outspoken than I thought. But I guess we wouldn't know that because she's in a group with Beyonce and Kelly. So we wouldn't know. But um, sometimes she can say really harsh things. And that's not really how he was brought up. So their whole relationship, like their personalities kind of clash. But basically the show is talking about her dealing with her mental health um, as well as their interracial relationship. Um, it's it's decent. She's just really awkward at times. So it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, it's just yeah she's a very quirky but it's a pretty good show especially since um we're talking about mental health and once again it's another show that puts out there that hey black people we go through stuff it's okay to seek help and it's okay to talk about it it's not something that you have to be ashamed of well Taraji P. Henson I know she was on the breakfast club a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. and she was talking about um she was talking about mental health and she created 
what was it like a foundation or something? oh yeah um because our son was dealing with depression right or something yeah. like that yeah um, but i think she said that even herself like she kind of struggled maybe not struggle with depression but like you know some of the things that affected her son also affected her like i know one of the things because she was even on that uh special briefly yeah on the charlamagne thing. Mm-hmm. and she was saying like her son's father died so you know she had to deal with that and then she had to deal with raising her son with that and it made me think about um angela simmons yeah you know, recently her baby daddy got killed and mm-hmm. so you know her son is so young right and so she's gonna have to explain that to him one day and i can only imagine like well, how in the imagine. world how would you even find the words to explain that like it's just crazy right so i mean it's not just i won't say it's not just uh michelle williams i like you said earlier i think just more people are coming out and being more vocal i don't think that it means that there's any more than it um, used to be it's yeah, just I, people are feeling more comfortable that it's becoming more acceptable i guess to talk about which on some on one hand i feel like that's good and bad because it raises awareness but mm-hmm. then there are always those dumb motherfuckers that think that somebody is just out here saying that they're going through stuff for attention right because i've had so-called friends who mm-hmm. have alluded to that mm-hmm. as far as with me oh so, wow i don't know I, so yeah. they said that you different stuff that you dealt with you was just doing it just for attention maybe not just attention but like I, it's just not that bad like i don't get it like mm. i can understand you maybe having a bad day but like depression i don't get it but and, and i think that's what's wrong with us as a culture period because that's the that is like the classic response to like if someone even hints to like being like maybe I'm depressed and they're just like oh no like get over it like you're wilding like people think that depression looks like a mopey person walking around like "Mm," like oh my gosh like that's not necessarily what depression looks like and actually just like a little quick thing about like the most common mental illnesses that people have and some people actually have more than one mental health problem at a time but um uh just like some symptoms but of course like there are different symptoms but like the most common symptoms like for depression um which is the most common mental disorder in the U.S. um people with depression typically have lots of negative thoughts and feelings of guilt and worthlessness um also another common mental illness is generalized anxiety disorder And the main symptoms of this uh, illness is that you're having a number of different worries that are super excessive um, and out of proportion with that situation and having difficulty controlling your worries, which I feel like everybody has that uh, that I know. Um, Panic disorder. Um, You're having unexpected and reoccurring panic attacks and you also worry about having future panic attacks. triggers could be something super specific or they could just be no obvious cause at all um also ocd what is um obsessive compulsive disorder um having thoughts images or impulses that are 
difficult to get rid of, which those are called obsessions. And then you have strong feelings to carry out repetitive physical acts or mental processes, which those are the compulsions. So you'll, um, most people, when they think of OCD, they think about like hand washing, um, repeatedly checking things over and over again, or that sort of stuff over, you know, reciting numbers and patterns and stuff like that. And then the last one um, of the most common mental health issues that we see is PTSD. And that is having repeated and intrusive distressing memories of a threatening or distressing event. Um, And you might also have feelings of reliving this event through like flashbacks and nightmares. And with all of these different um, um, illnesses, they have different varying levels. Of course, it can go from mild to moderate to severe. So those are like the most common. There is more, but those are the most common ones that we see. And like I said before, some people have multiple. Some people could be suffering from depression and anxiety or have OCD along with panic disorders, you know what I'm saying? Having a panic attack. So, and so many people suffer with this and don't say anything. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, especially in the African trash. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, therapy is everything. Like, I think everybody should go to therapy. No lie. I just think everybody should go. Like, even if they don't go every week, just go once a month. Like, like, for instance, like JT and I, we do our little monthly check-ins. Mm-hmm. And I had even said a few weeks ago, it's crazy. Like when we were talking about the symptoms of depression, I was saying, telling someone like, I don't feel like I'm depressed again. I just feel like I was, I kind of felt like I may have been headed down that road. And mm-hmm. I had promised Mara that I would not go back down that road because she um found out about my depression last year oh wow and so I was just like I'm gonna just go back I'm gonna go back to therapy like just a nip it in the bud before it gets bad like right I didn't end up going but uh (laughs) the person I was talking to kind of when I'm thinking about it like they kind of tried to convince me that it wasn't depression which I don't even know why I listened to that person because I literally been (laughs) I've been told uh three times in the last four years that I have severe depression by qualified professionals. So, um, so much so that the first time the lady told me that she was going to call the police on me if I did not go see a psychiatrist and get a prescription because she felt like I would do harm to myself or to others, which legally they can do. And I was like, bitch, I got a a job. I don't want to get medicine because I don't want to have to report that. Right. And I'm looking crazy around my peers. Like, the people I got to report it to are the people I work with. Right. So I don't want them all in my business. And it was just this whole big thing. And then the last two therapists that I went to, they both wanted me to go see a psychiatrist as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they said I could benefit from maybe low dosage uh, antidepressants. But I was so anti-medicine because I did not want to become addicted to it. Right. Um, so I was just like, no, let's just talk it out. Let's just talk it out. But one of the things that I promised Mara was that if I ever got that bad again, that I would just get the medicine because yeah. it was really bad. <laughs> I think that I've gone through different periods of having different mental health issues um, I don't want to say all of them were depression, but I think most of them were about depression, maybe a couple of 
instances of um, anxiety, um, like just different stuff that I went through in my life. Like I feel like um, with the whole situation um, when I was assaulted in high school, um, like I, it was super random. Like I was just in my room and I had like a pencil and eraser and I was like, literally like, I don't know. I can't recall what I was thinking, but I literally was sitting in the floor of my bedroom. I was in high school, maybe like a freshman. Yeah, I had to be a freshman. A freshman in high school. I had an eraser and I was like rubbing a line in my skin. Like, you know how back in the day, I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe I'm just dating myself. But like people would try to do like eraser tattoos. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but like you take an eraser and it's basically like you're burning a line in your arm. So I was just sitting there. And I, like, it hurt like hell. Like, I don't know why I was doing it. I was sitting there. And then, like, when I finally realized, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I have a whole ass, like, mark on my arm that's, like, super bad. Then I was like, well, all right. I need to act like I was doing something else because this is going to look super crazy. And how am I going to explain this? So then I turned it into my initial (laughs) to be like, oh, I did this on purpose. Like, I was just trying to make my own tattoo, trying to play it off. But by this time... I had already snapped out of the whole days that I was in. So finishing it hurt like hell. But long story short, the joint ended up getting infected. And my parents were just like, this was hella stupid. Like, why would you do that? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I'm playing like the dumb teenage role. I don't know. I just wanted a tattoo. I don't know. So I don't know. That was something that I dealt with that I really, I think I talked to a couple people about it. But um, also, um, I feel like I suffered from postpartum depression after my first child. I was super, super sad. I was super overwhelmed, stressed, like, all of the above. Like, I just would sit there and stare at my child when I should be happy. And I was just not. I just didn't think, like, I would be a good mom. And I didn't know what the heck I got myself into. Um, I had a miscarriage. Um, I definitely felt like I was going through depression during that time. It's just different stuff. And then daily stress. How about that? Just life right. in itself. Like, I feel like there's, I have waves where, like, I'm good. Like, and maybe it's the whole, you know, silence and, you know, denying that I, you know, have anything wrong with me and I just need to be strong. Um, and I just kind of suppress it or I just vent to y'all, vent to my friends. Not y'all as in listeners, but to my friends about stuff that's going on. And most of the time, just talking to my friends makes me feel better. So, like, then I just feel like, all right, I'm good. Pour up. Or maybe the alcohol is helping because I'm talking and pouring up. But, um, yeah, I have ups and downs. But um, I think a lot of people suffer from that. And, like, just like I said, we talk to our friends or we just, oh, let me just have a drink and get through this stressful day. Like, you know, I'll just have a glass of wine or Henny or whatever your 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 preference is, you know, after a long stressful day as opposed to actually going to see a professional and talk about your problems. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think that it's normal, but I always know when mine is not normal because it's mm-hmm. a little bit like I'm going all the way back. Mm-hmm. So when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all the way back. So my parents put me in therapy when I was seven because that's when it separated and mm-hmm. they thought I was depressed. I don't know. I can't remember what the diagnosis was. I remember going to therapy and I just used to play games. Like that's all I remember being in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was a teenager, I felt like I was depressed. But then on the other hand, I was just like, bitch, you just a teenager. Like this is some normal <laughs> right. like, teenage shit. 
So then in my early 20s, I was, I didn't call it depression. I just was like, I'm super stressed because I'm young as fuck. I'm broke as fuck. And I have this whole life that I'm responsible for. So I didn't call it depression then. It wasn't until actually 2014 when I went to the first therapist who was just like, if you don't go see a psychiatrist, like, if I'm going to check and make sure that you go. And I'll, even, even though obviously she didn't because I never went and nothing ever happened. <laughs> she but, tried to use that threatening joint. Like, I will call the folks. The whole time, the, I think the reason why that bout of depression occurred was because I was taking this medicine. And one of the side effects or one of the things it says is like, if you ever battle with depression, don't take this medicine. Man. But I, up until that point, I had never considered oh, yeah. those times to be depression. I just thought it was yeah. like life. Right. So I'm just so, going through some stuff right now. That medicine had me fucking crazy. Like, I had to have Mara leave my house for like a month. Like, I told her father, I was like, I need to get my life together because like, this ain't it. Like, she had to go stay with him for a minute because I just was, I was really out of it wow. with that medicine. Like, and then... The second time was when I was in California and I was going through all that stuff out there mm-hmm. and I started having panic attacks on top of it. And I remember my first day at therapy, like we had just got this dog and the dog died mm-hmm. and I had just found the dog. So I had to do something like with the body because JT was at home mm-hmm. and it was like that on top of everything that was already going on. And it, I just was in therapy like, I mean, I'm here, like, we're in this show. And then last year, I feel like my depression was attributed to, like, not having an identity, basically. Like, I have been a mom almost my whole adulthood. Mm-hmm. And JT and I were going through what we were going through. So I felt like outside of being a mom and outside of being a wife, like, who am I? Who am I? Right. And then I was you know, in a different city, once again, by myself, so, last year, I remember when it hit me that I was depressed, I was walking down, I was walking down the sidewalk, and I looked up at the sky, and I was just like, I can't do this for another year, like, if this is how life is going to be, I would rather go, Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about, like, if Mara would get money, if I committed suicide from, like, my, um, like, for my 401k or whatever, like, mm-hmm. does she still get that money? Because I heard if you commit suicide, she doesn't. And I just, I was really going through it. Like, so, right. so my therapist, again, wanted me to go see a psychiatrist. And I was just like, no, let me talk it out. And I got, <laughs> my, I got my little dog because she was just like, yeah, <laughs> you need a <laughs> something. Right. So I got my little Clo-Clo. Who I love. I it took me it it took me a little while to get out of that funk. Um, y'all friend, he helped you know some. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I just I battle. Like yeah. my panic attacks are not as bad anymore. Like now, I only get panic attacks if it's raining real real bad and I have to drive. And mm-hmm. most of the time, I just choose not to drive if it's going to rain. But, like, my panic, I was having panic attacks every single day, multiple times a day. Um, 
it was real bad last year. Wow. I, I wanted to kill myself. Like, I really was just like, I don't want to be here. I'm good. Off this. Wow. Well, I'm glad, ma'am, that you worked through it because some people aren't strong enough to work through it, through themselves, through it themselves. So those of you guys who feel like, you know, you can't, I suggest going to see a professional, um, professional clinical person, whether it's a psychologist, psychiatrist, a therapist where like you just want to talk about it because not everybody can just push on and keep pushing on and deal with it and just say, hey. You know, some might some people may be at the more severe end of it than the the well, moderate some or the mild. Think that you can do that, and I think that's what is very frustrating because if you could wake up in the morning and you could feel better, then you would. Nobody chooses to wake up and be in that place. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain this to people, but like it's not a choice. You know, I've I've heard people say that it is. But as someone that I don't think anybody will want to feel that way. Like right. <laughs> the times that I was feeling like I could have been going through some type of depression or anxiety, like it's not a cool feeling. It's not like, oh yeah, this is lit. Like, no, that's not something that somebody would want to put themselves into or that type of mood. Um, there was this meme that I saw and it was basically like talking about like having anxiety and having depression at the same time and I don't have it in front of me of course mm-hmm. I can't really remember exactly what it said but it was just like you know when depression is wanting to do something but not having the energy with anxiety but not having the energy to do it or not having the willpower to do it like that's what it is I remember um during my depression in California I would call JT and I would be like, yeah, I cleaned the bathroom. And he would just be like, okay. And I, in my like, mind, I'm like, like, that's a big thing. Like, this is a big thing because what I want to do is I want to lay in this bed and just be. Right. And so when I get up and I cook, it may only be like once every 10 days. <laughs> but that I, takes a lot of energy it and it's like a, a big lot thing. Of right. And because I was still there enough that I knew I had to go to work because I got to take care of my kid. Mm-hmm. I was trying to explain to him, like, my job takes all of my energy. Like, the, the little bit of energy that I have is spent at work. I will come home and be able to go to sleep at 4.30 and be asleep for the day. Right. Like, especially when Mara was, wasn't here because she was with, with her dad last school year. Mm-hmm. I could easily go to sleep at 4.30 and be asleep until the time to go to work the next day. Wow. Just because you're so drained. Just Having to put on that face and go through the day and it's just, yeah, a lot of energy. And I don't think people who haven't experienced that, they don't understand that. They might say it's lazy or, oh, just get over it. Like, they don't understand that. You want to get over it. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be I feeling like this. <laughs> That's wild. Um, I don't know if mental illness is hereditary. Hmm. Um, we would never know because, you know, our daggone parents or grandparents wasn't talking about it. Well, I know I have family members, and I won't say no names, but I definitely have a family member that was diagnosed um, bipolar. Oh, wow. And I feel like his mom, which would be very close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she was undiagnosed bipolar as well. But she passed away when I was so young and she was older, so you know, they weren't going to no damn hospital to find right. out. Right. But 
you know, so I, for sure bipolarism is in my family. I high key feel like my mom has some shit with her too. She just ain't got a diagnosed or she kept it hidden. There's somebody else in my family that's and all this is on the same side. Right. So like depression, anxiety, like that shit is like prevalent on my mom's side of the family. And so it makes me so worried about Amara mm-hmm. because I'm just like, I don't want her to ever feel the way that I feel. Right. Um, Cause that shit is just, it's so tragic. <laughs> and it's crippling. It can keep yes. you from doing stuff that you want to do, whether it's career wise, school wise. And so, you just don't want to be in this funk and wake up and it's like years have passed and you've been in a fog. So, I mean, I tell JT all the time, like my weight or whatever, mm-hmm. like my weight was it was increasing, mm-hmm. but it like picked up that year. Um, and I don't know if it's because me and him first got together that year or if it was because of depression. And I told him at this point, I don't know if I'm depressed because I'm fat or I'm fat because I'm depressed. Like, mm-hmm. all of that kind of, it's just all muddled into one thing for me personally. Right, right. Like, I don't know. And I know for me, when I'm going through stressful time, the last thing I'm thinking about is eating healthy, nor yeah, taking my behind shit. to a gym. I'm like, dog, like you said, I just had to work all day, deal with children, and then I'm supposed to find some leftover reserved energy to go to the gym. <laughs> nah, what I will do is lay down in this bed and go to sleep and do it all over again tomorrow. So, yeah, sometimes that can be a cause to start packing on the pounds and just like, I don't know. Like, I know when I've gone through times, my little low times, and I don't want to keep self-diagnosing myself on what the hell because I have never been to a professional to talk about any mental health issues so I'm just guessing here I just know how I was feeling so I'll just say my little bouts of what I was going through like I know I didn't I just didn't have the motivation to do anything like I probably wasn't going to work like that and when I was I probably was just like "Hmm, let me just get this time over with and get the hell home it was plenty of times I can remember like laying on a couch almost most of the evening until it was time to get the kid kid or kids depending on the time of my life ready and then go to bed like I know I was just like a born Nancy but it's like you don't have the energy or the even I just didn't have the motivation is a good word to just do anything but so a lot of our peers and I won't even just say our peers I was I'm just going by what I see online and stuff there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people in our age bracket like we drink a lot and I don't mm-hmm. know if we drink a lot more than previous generations, generations, honestly. But I just feel like, are we... Self-medicating? Are we self-medicating? Like, because, you know, when you look on the gram, it looks like everybody's just having fun. Everybody's <sighs> turning up. But low-key, sometimes I'm like, I wonder if all of us are just self-medicating on the low and don't even realize it. I think we are. It's so many times that maybe subconsciously I'm like, oh. Work was like a pain in the butt. Oh, these kids are stressing me. Let me go pour up. Like, that is the epitome of like, let me numb how I'm feeling because, like, I don't want to deal with this. Let me just go ahead and, uh, yeah, get this going. I'm sure of it, especially me. Like, I mean, I like to drink and I like to have a good time. Like, 
socially but like I drink by myself at times so like I, it has to be I, it's not like alcohol is tasting good out here all the time so yeah I'm I'm sure you know, I wouldn't before me and JC got back together I didn't even have alcohol in my house ever right. because I knew I knew like with me and my bouts of depression like me having alcohol in the house was just not a it wasn't a move because right. I probably would have been for real in Alcoholics Anonymous at that point because right. I remember you know like when you were living in an apartment mm-hmm. I used to feel like I had a shitty day I'm about to come over and we, we would go through that Tuesday. Look, and we would go through that bottle, honey. Look, and be at work the next day. Like, for hey, sure. Hey, hey, feeling better. We yeah. was our own therapist. <laughs> so I, I, I do feel like a lot of people are self medicating, and I know you were like, "Oh, people fucking do it," but girl, yes, people are using sex to get through their their feelings. I know me personally. When I was single, I definitely was using sex wow. as a way to just not think about. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Like, what that mouth do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't know if it was always like a conscious thing. Like, I don't know if I was like, I'm depressed. Let's go get this. Right. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of just like they say, like, comfort food. Mm-hmm. Comfort this. I, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm Whatever serious. makes you happy. It's whatever makes you happy. And that's going to get your mind off whatever struggles or whatever that you're dealing with. So, yeah, I'm laughing, but, like, no, I get it. Like, you say, it could be food, could be other things. People work work through things, like, just the way they work through them. So, you know, I'm married now, but if I was single and I was still out here in the streets, I'd probably still be skinny because I'd probably be dealing with depression via penis. <laughs> get an extra cardio. <laughs> you hear me? I'm just saying. I know people are gonna be like, "These bitches don't know how to be serious for shit." But I'm, <laughs> this is just us. <laughs> I am serious. Like, I really, I thought about all of that. Like, I, I wonder if that's what I was doing. Like, <sighs> craziness. Yeah, but I suggest don't do what we do. Be better than what we are. And um, talk to someone. Um, just talk to someone. A, a good conversation. We're not saying, you know, necessarily jump on meds because that might not be the move for you. You might just need to talk to somebody. A lot of times talking to a professional can make you see things in a different light or even give you tools to cope with certain things. Like, we don't know everything as much as I want to believe I know everything. And Google is not going to tell you everything. WebMD is not going to give you the answers to everything. You just need to go to a professional and talk about some things that you might not even know or realize is bothering you. You might get to talking to a professional and realize that the pain or whatever that you're feeling is from something deep down that you ain't even know was there or, you know what I'm saying, that you were feeling. So, I think the best thing to do is to seek help and not to be like me and pour up to uh, numb your pain or act like it doesn't exist. So, my question, what if, what if, do you think that, I'm trying to figure out how, how I should work this. Uh-oh. Um, no, it's just about the differences between men and women. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard a lot of talk about, you know, men have anxiety as well. And men, not, men have these 
these issues as well. They're just not talked about. Mm-hmm. And for black women, I will say, because I'm black, I can't speak for other races. Right. But I feel like we're in the same fucking boat because, and not to make this a man versus woman thing or even a black versus whatever race thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like black women have to have to put a lot of things on our shoulders. Like, for sure. We, there's a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Girl, you know, it I may know. not be the physical things. You know, I may not be hanging the picture up on the wall, but like the kids and the and we're not living in the age where like we're just at home taking care of the kids. No, right. we gotta go to work and deal with these motherfuckers just like you. Exactly. Then come home and do all the domestic shit that is expected. <laughs> and so I feel like there's a disconnect between man and woman because both sexes are feeling like they do so much and they're not seen and not heard. Right. And I feel like we're both screaming at the other our, our opposites make you know and just saying like no I'm going through shit too no I'm going through shit too and instead of actually uh, listening <laughs> right and seeing where y'all both are coming from it's more so like you need no to understand way. what I'm right. going through yeah there's no right. like let's come together figure out like talk to me tell me how you feeling what you going through well you know are there triggers like what can I do to help that sort of thing and like both sides where it's not just like Oh well, guess I'll just deal with it because I gotta go in here and do X, Y, and Z, which that's exactly what goes on. And then I think a lot of times that can cause petty arguments because both parties are so, you know, dealing with stuff in their head or frustrated, and then could blow up into bigger things where, you know, if we weren't holding on to things, and sometimes you might not even know that the other person is suffering or going through something. Because you're not talking about it. You're just like, oh, they in a bad mood. They always bitchy. Oh, she's such a nag or blah, blah. Not knowing it's deeper issues or reasons or they feeling like the world is on their shoulders. Right. So, um, <laughs> drug illnesses, I feel like could be tied into mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of times people don't do it that much anymore, but I know, like, when social media first was, like, popping or whatever, mm-hmm. like, people would tag me in, like, crackhead videos or whatever, because I guess they're funny to some people. I fucking hate those videos. Yeah, like, I don't. It's sad. Don't, don't tag me in none of that shit, because I don't know if it's... A, I feel like, first of all, addiction is a mental illness. And I right, don't know for why sure. People don't understand that. So, you're basically laughing at somebody's mental illness, and right. I'm just like, that's just it's not funny to me. Right. It's, it's really, really sad. Like, maybe because I know people that have also battled with drugs and, mm-hmm. like, how serious that shit is. Like, there's nothing, there's just nothing funny about that. Right. Me. And then when you just, it's, this whole topic is layered because you think about, like, people that are overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Those people could also be battling mental illness as well like I but they don't like know mental, how to deal with it mental illness goes so unnoticed sometimes like people people because they brush it off and put whatever label that they right. want on it oh it's she's just a bitch or he just got an attitude problem or whatever not knowing it's something totally different and something deeper like even in my last class they were talking about um 
we were talking about, you know, when prisoners are released and how, like, a high majority of them end up right back in jail, like, less than a year later. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, because a lot of them actually have mental illnesses and they're not diagnosed and you're sending them back out there. You're not giving them any kind of tools. Right. Because you're just releasing them. They don't have a job. They don't have anywhere to stay. They don't So they do the what they know. <laughs> right. And so they end up right back in jail. And then, again, they're not given the tools. So it's just like. It's a cycle. And when you, even when you look into, I would say, like, um, have you ever looked into some of the psych wards, like the old mental institutions that we had in America? Like, looked into them, like what? Like, like go to them? them? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to scare you. Um, so, I guess I'm into that. So I, I would like, say the only thing I've seen is like those scary shows where they're like they're still haunted and it's like ghosts in them. Like and those are those creep me out, so no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you read about some of them, like a lot of that shit nowadays well obviously a lot of that shit nowadays wouldn't occur, but a lot of the things that they consider to be like abnormal or a lot, even a lot of the things that people would get sent to mental institutions for were honestly what people did with on a daily basis now. Mm. But they didn't know what to call it. They didn't know how to treat oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They would, like, misdiagnose like a motherfucker back in the right. day. Like, you could be going through uh, postpartum depression and they just like, oh, nah, lock her up. She wildin'. So I wonder if, like, 30 years from now, It'll be two motherfuckers on the podcast talking about how, yeah, 2018 is wild. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> that motherfuckers is just walking around depressed as fuck, wanting to jump in front of a car. <laughs> right. What was wrong with them? Crazy. I mean, honestly. Um, I know I looked, and there's actually an app called The Safe Place. And it's basically directed towards the Black and it has like statistics and like self care tips, inspirational quotes. I think they have like some mental health videos. They have their own like in app podcast that you can listen to and different articles and stuff. And then there's also an open forum for discussions. So any of our listeners who maybe necessarily don't want to go in person to go, you know, they don't want to, that's a big step for them. Maybe this can be like a little a little first step to just, you know, download the app, the safe place, and maybe it can give you some information and then, you know, kind of talking your problems out, look at some videos, see what kind of things that they have. There's also another one. Uh, there's something else. I forgot what it's called, but it's also like an online thing where you can talk with a therapist online. So oh, the one, um... I forgot. What it's called. Yeah, I can't think of it either. But I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But, you know, those are happy mediums for those. It's just like, I don't see myself going to nobody's office and sitting in front of no stranger and pouring out my heart. Maybe All you will have more courage to do it, you know, via app or on your computer, that sort of thing. But either way, like, they have hotlines. They have all type of things. Um, So much information that we shouldn't be out here suffering when we don't have to and it's don't you shouldn't feel ashamed to talk about it um there's more people than you know that are dealing with ptsd for different situations that they were um that they were in um having panic attacks or 
having anxiety or depression or even deal with OCD and not understanding why you feel this strong urge to do certain things. Like it's a lot more common than I'm sure people believe that it is. Um, Oh, employee assistance programs. A Mm -hmm. lot of jobs have EAPs, Mm -hmm. employee assistance programs, and you can actually call a toll-free number and they will try to get you with a licensed professional. It uh, differs with every job if you do have it. Um, I know with one job that I was at, I got 12 free sessions, which is actually a lot. Of sessions, yeah, taking them once a, you know once a week. Right. Um, where I'm at now is six, but even under my insurance, I have twelve uh, free sessions. So if I was to include my six for my job plus the twelve for my uh, insurance, that's eighteen weeks that that you don't have to pay for. And it's for also as far as my insurance is concerned, um, it's her issue so like oh. and I we go for marriage counseling but if I wanted to go for myself that's a separate that's a separate, separate twelve thing oh, that's tight. so um I know a lot of people maybe they've heard of it because I know I've had EAP at almost all my jobs but I didn't start looking into it until the year that the bitch says she's gonna call the police on me to get <laughs> in my life but um, even when you call that number, like, sometimes, I know with my, where I work now, I can call and just talk to somebody on the phone, and it doesn't count towards my six sessions. Oh, okay. So, basically, just do the different. research. Yeah. yeah. Just do the research, whether it's through your job or different free programs that they have out there. Um, just talk to somebody. A lot I of times. I do the one here. Yeah, to give, like, a male perspective. Only because I, I do feel like, I do feel like for them, they don't express it as much. They could very well be going through stuff and then not say it, like. Because they, they got to have that, I got to man up, I got to be strong, I can't be showing no weakness type. I mean, similar to what women do we, as well, yeah, but. So say, we have to be strong for our kids and for this, this, that, and the third, too. Mm-hmm. But I just, for whatever reason, we have an easier time just being like, let me go. Help. Right. Just, so I just wonder, I wonder why that is. You know, I've seen what it says online, but I would love to hear, like, from a black man, like, why that is. I think black men don't want professional help, period. I have to drag, I used to, when my dad was better, I would have to drag him to go to a doctor, my G, like, even just, like, for health stuff, like, not even mental health, like, oh, I got a pain in my stomach, man, it's just gas, I'll be good, like, (laughs) dog, you can have a whole intestinal issue right now, and you just, like, oh, I'll be good, like, you just drink some ginger ale, a little all pass, like, it's, like, you don't have to be strong all the time, my G, like, it's okay to be, like, you know what, maybe I need some help with this, like, yeah, I'm still strong, but, uh, I mean, I need to holler at somebody. You're, you're paying for it in your daggone insurance most of the time, depending on where you work anyway. So you might as well go ahead and take advantage of what's coming out your check. That week, that that word weak, though, not to say that I feel like you're weak if you're depressed. I just feel like you're weak if you don't. If you have the tools to at least see that there's a bigger issue and you don't because of pride. 
because I right, and you're just suffering because of pride. Mm -hmm. And that is that is just stupid because so many things suffer. Like so many things suffer when you are not mentally together. And a lot of times, without the right treatment, most of those mental illnesses or conditions can worsen, and like your day to day life will be even more miserable as opposed to just seeking the help that will help you. I know some folks that are schizophrenic, and Mm. that has definitely affected some things. Like, and there's people, honestly, that if you looked at, if you saw a picture of them, you wouldn't think it, you wouldn't know it. Um, That shit is real, though. Like, Mm -hmm. real. I think of people that we grew up with, um, and we would just like laughing. I'm like, oh, they wild as hell. They crazy, man. And just thinking about it back as an adult, they probably had the most mental illnesses right. and what they was going through. But, you know, as younger younger adults or even late in the teenage years, we just, we ain't know. And it wasn't a situation, a thing that we would talk about back then. So we're just like, yo, they just crazy. Like, they just, they pop off. They just say whatever. Like, they just wild. Like, and like label it everything but what it really is because you know we don't really talk about it or at least back then we didn't it's starting to become better now so i talk about it with uh with mara just because she knew or whatever and she like flat out asked me last year if i was gonna kill myself oh like dead ass it's like so are you gonna like kill yourself and i was in such a place i was just like how would you feel if I did? Which, honestly, no, I, man. I know, I know. Like, n- now that I'm kind of halfway together, I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, like, bitch, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but <laughs> I kind of just like, you know, I feel like it'll be good either way because you have your dad and you have your grandparents. I can only imagine what she was thinking or feeling yeah. <laughs> while y'all was having this conversation. I don't know, but I know that we have talked about it here and there this year because she'll just ask me like how I'm doing and I feel like oh that's good oh that's really sad because she's young so but no but she wants to make sure that you're good especially knowing what you went through and probably that conversation it probably sticks in the back of her mind to be like look she made a promise to me and I just want to make sure that you're good I just feel like that's shitty that was shitty parenting on my part though like she should have in your right mind this is you once again but this is you once again trying to gloss over. You weren't in your right mind. You were dealing with something and you were dealing with your mental illness at that time. So it wasn't 100% mentally healthy, Shay. Like you, your your decision making and your judgment was clouded. So like, yeah, like, damn, that was tough that you said that. But it's not like you were in your right mind. You know what I mean? Well, she'll ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, I'm good, you know, da, da, da. and she definitely will remind me of my promise. Like you said, if you ever get depressed, that you're gonna go and get some medicine for it because right. if you die, I'm gonna have to die too. And I was just, no, man. Yeah, and I was just like, Mar, we're not doing that. But she's like, no, I just, I don't know what I would do. But she's gonna keep your ass on the up and up. But last year. If she would have said that to me, I'd have been like, she's good because she got blah, 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 blah. Because her father's side of family, they're really close. So I was just like, you know, she'll be good. She'll be fine without me. Mm-hmm. As long as she could get this these coins, you know. Oh, my goodness, man. 
I'm glad you have pulled out of that sunken place. Yeah. At least a little bit. And although JT and I were really going through stuff, he was still trying to be there for me in the beginning. Although I will say that I pushed him all the way away. And that probably yeah. was a result of that. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they say sometimes that's what um people going through some of that um the depression and stuff, they tend to isolate themselves and push people away. So this is gonna sound gross, but I'm just keeping, oh, no. keeping it real. On the weekends I didn't shower. I didn't shower until Sunday night, so it's time to get ready to go to work. Because it's like you have no motivation and no energy, so you just like yeah. I was a fucking mess. Like yeah. if it wasn't for Chloe and having to take her outside to use the bathroom. I probably wouldn't even left my house um, aside from going to work. I had to put shit on auto pay so that I wouldn't forget to pay things. It was just... Yeah, it was a dark time. Yes, God. And I am just praying that I don't ever go there again. That's why, like I said, a few weeks ago, I was just like, "Mm, what's this feeling? Let me go and go talk to somebody before this grows into something. Remember when I watched The Secret on Netflix and I yep. came to work and I was like, oh my God, guys, if you just think it, it'll happen. Right. And you got me watching it. I was like, oh, this ain't lit. So, <laughs> the Secret was a book. And mm-hmm. the author of The Secret also made these other books. And one of them was called The Magic. And so in The Magic, they talk about the things that you can do to like show your gratitude and stuff like that and I think I mentioned this in uh, another episode where like writing down like 10 things you're grateful for a day that was one of the mm-hmm. tasks in that book The Magic. I feel like you told me about that or was that in a secret because I feel like I had a journal You, t- I was doing that and I was like this is a lot. It was from the lady so it might have been in the secret and in the magic because but- I remember doing that like years ago. Sam when you're fucking depressed it's a lot. So, mm. what um, I started to do is I had an old flower vase. And whenever mm, I was fancy. Thinking, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> whenever I would think of anything that was like a good thing that happened or something that made me happy, I would write it down in, on a like, small piece of paper and I would throw it in there. And then the idea was like, every now and then just go and grab one of the pieces of paper out of there and see what was something that was good that happened to you or something that made you happy. To put you in a better right. better head space. Right. That's tight. So you, I don't want to say you have to trick your mind, but you got to trick your mind because... Your mind is a powerful thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's very hard when you're depressed to think of happy things, but... Mm-hmm. If you can find a happy thing, just one, like, I would be excited if I found one thing for the week. Like, if there was one thing that made me happy, one thing that made me laugh, I would write it down immediately because, you know, you also don't want to wait because then you'll forget it. Mm -hmm. crap. And so just my little whatever, like, every now and then, like, once a week or once every week, just go in there, shuffle it around and pick something up and just be like, Oh yeah, that was lit. Oh, I did. Look at me. So, 
whatever works to get you out of that place. Depression is whack. Panic For attacks sure. feel like you're fucking having a heart attack. Like the first time I had a panic attack, I thought I was about to die. Oh my god. Um, having a panic attack while you're driving is even worse. I couldn't imagine. It's probably scary as hell. Yeah. So. Uh oh. I had to take yep. this. <laughs> <laughs> I need the big sip after that. But yeah, that is all I have. Um, okay. at, yeah, at the end of the day, it's definitely a serious topic. And we suggest that um, you speak to someone, or like we said multiple times, go use the resources that are available to you. Their apps. They have websites, and depending on your job and your insurance, you can also go see for some um, for some free sessions. So at the end of the day, don't suffer in silence. There's plenty of tools, and um, use them. Okay. Oh, that was heavy. There were so <laughs> many stories that I wanted to tell, but I know, like, I don't have permission to share those stories. But when I yeah. say that, I know so many people that have been diagnosed with some real-ass shit. Like I said, schizophrenia, bipolar, all that. I kind of just had to keep it, like, surface level. So, sorry if somebody wanted to hear a deep dive pause, but... Um, <laughs> we can't put people business yeah. out there unless they give us a thumbs up that's not what we here to do yeah. we not them kind of chatty patties we ain't snitching out here right, so. hope y'all enjoy <laughs> <laughs> um, you got any tea? Um, hold on wait I did where did it go? Um, oh fuck Let me, I don't have it right now it's like so crazy. I don't have nothing crazy crazy but um I know lately people have been going crazy over um, this Jill Scott video of her performance. <laughs> <laughs> Jilly from Philly, honey. But she always nasty though. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why this is like people are like obsessing over it like that. She is very open with her sexuality yes. and like that sort of thing. So people just saw this video and was like, oh my. It's like, oh. I'm seeing a lot. <laughs> of uh new dudes though that are um excited about it but you know i have friends who've been stuck on her for years so i'm like typical niggas look at (laughs) y'all this don't make no sense um at all um (laughs) love and hip-hop reunion child that was a did you watch yeah the fact that they just like casually was like, "Oh, we was lying about smashing." But Lefer everybody, every single one of them, even the dude rock star, like I was not expecting him to just like. I mean, no, nah, like I was just being ultimate petty, dog. <laughs> and Ray J just sitting there like, "All right," and now I'm looking like looking okay, stupid, <laughs> right? Because I'm passing on information that y'all knew damn well was a lie. I feel like, well, I feel like loving hip hop is fake. I'm I watch it because. It's entertaining. it's entertaining, but I feel like it's fake, and maybe Lyrica and A1 signed up, not realizing that people really like believe everything that happens on this show. All right. And so I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. There's, I have a limit. There's not. There, there's only so much I'm going to fake for TV, and my marriage is just yeah. not one of those things. Like we're not about it's to play not. games. Nah, nah. Um, 
So I kind of feel like whatever criticism she or he or whomever is receiving, like that's on y'all. Y'all doing anything? For y'all participating with this, right? That's them. I'm for sure, sure. they could have came up with a better storyline story than this. And this literally was the whole season yes. on what it was focused on. I mean, like they had a little side, you know, different side situations with different people, but this was like the main thing going from episode, excuse me, episode to episode. But yeah, I am looking forward to uh, the New York dream. I am too, because while I do think that it's going to be scripted, I feel like it's not going to be as scripted because Joel is not fucking with that shit. Right. I feel like a lot of them are like, okay, we're only going to do so much for this shit. Right. So like, <laughs> get with it. And I'm right. hoping that we get more of like the first first two season vibes. Yeah, because it was lit. Yeah, that's when it was real. So I'm hoping right. we get like some of that and less of hip hop Hollywood. So look. Hollywood and Atlanta at this point. Yeah, Atlanta's just I want you think Faith is gonna be on Atlanta now that her I mean they hold Murray. <laughs> yeah. I found I remember my tea. Ah. I aspire to be as petty as Wendy Williams. Oh my! Wendy Williams had a fucking chart up of all of Keisha's with baby mom with the stick <laughs> pointing this one, which he will not divulge who that person is. <laughs> this one, Damn. I was like, "Ooh, yes, Wendy." What? <laughs> I don't even watch that show, and I was like, "Yes, this is the type of bitch that I am." Because <laughs> I, I actually, oh, I'm friends with her again. Okay. So I had a friend that wasn't a friend, but we're friends again. But I felt like that friend was lying, and somebody was telling me the story, and I had to write everything down because it was—it <laughs> just sounded like a lie. So I started writing it down, and I created this chart, and I still have a picture of the chart because I was like, none of this shit. This is ain't adding up. But I mean, I still think that bitch was lying. I love her, but <laughs> this math her. ain't adding up. It was not. And so when I saw that chart, I was just like. This is this is why we're here. This is why I'm here anyway. Let's dog and then the little jabs where she was like, uh, baby future got a new father. Did she say that? <laughs> yes, when she got to Sierra and was like, and then of course baby future was Sierra, but he has a new father. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yo, she is so messy. Like I don't watch her show either, but like the clips that surface online when she do something oh, super goodness. petty is hilarious. And then Future was all in his feelings about I'm gonna make more than Wendy Williams with and everybody don't. pulled the receipts and said no you don't. They said bitch where? And even <laughs> if he did he got 55 million motherfucking kids. Like Right, so all that's being paid out if you do got it. Like, but he, they were saying he made a cool 300 mil and she was at 60 so no. See, I saw something different. I saw she made 60 million and he made 30 million. That's what I just said. You said 300. No, I meant to say 30 oh, if I okay. said 300. I, I meant to say he made 30 and she did 60. And then once you take away them, them child support payments, I'm sorry. Because I know them first two or three baby moms is getting a check. Now that For crazy sure. one who's just riding with him through everything, her dumb ass probably ain't getting no check because she's just dumb. 
I don't know, cause the way they, she probably just like, I just want to be over and real with you. I got my own money, right. and my new man has more than you, so okay. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> but baby, uh, baby mama, bow wow, baby mama is gonna get a tenement. I believe that. Yeah, so she seems like she with the shit. So, bow wow's ex, two mm. of bow wow's exes have babies by future. This is just a whole messy circle. Like, so does everyone just smash future? He's just out here laying it low and so spreading it wide. Huh? I'm saying, where's the leaks, Pit? Because I gotta see what's happening for all, all right. of this, these shenanigans to be occurring. Right. Like, this is ridiculous. I right. I just need to <laughs> confirm. You know, <laughs> we need to know why. <laughs> because I'm looking at the comments, and there's a lot of women who. Are saying that they don't mind being baby mama number like six or seven or whatever. Oh wow! Be. Is there a picture out there? No, that's what I'm saying. But they still don't mm. mind because they think he's so cute. But I saw. Oh my god! Ain't that, that much cuteness in the world? They were saying that about Akbar on Love and Hip Hop. Like oh when he was god. like, "I'm I'm trying to be your daddies." People were on Twitter like, "I mean, he could be my daddy though." Like, what is your whole? Father? First of all. First of all, no. And secondly, like with them two raggedy joints that you're going to come into third with, where the, the main one thinks she the daggone, like the leader of the horse. Like, I cannot even deal talking about I'm going to be, you're going to have the answer to me. And then she number two, and you're going to be the number three. Girl, get the fuck. Like, I can't. These light eyes is not about to make me put my daggone morals to the side. I need you to get your life. So then the other T I wanted to mention, I don't know if every, if anybody even cares, but Kiki uh, Wyatt um, can uh, her ass off. I don't know. Yeah. If you don't know who Kiki Wyatt is, go do your Googles right now. Yeah. yeah. She can sing up and down. Everybody. For sure. But um, I remember a few months ago she was on the shade room crying about her little midget husband leaving her or whatever. Honey, I already know where you're getting at. And she mm-hmm. was pregnant at the time. That much I do uh-huh. remember. Uh-huh. Now she came out this past week saying like she's married to someone new and I mm-hmm. guess she did an interview talking about how her previous husband left her um, during a time when like her son was going through, or I don't even know if it was son, when one of her children was going through cancer and mm-hmm. like, and she was pregnant and all that stuff. Yeah. And so the, the ex-husband's new girl was an American Idol contestant she did. I was wondering who she was. Like, so I went to her page and I was like, so who is this? I only know like, that because somebody pointed that out. I didn't watch American Idol, so I don't know. But got it. she did her little stuff. I don't know why y'all fucking do subliminals. Just at these bitches at this point. But <laughs> she did her whole, what, what happens in the dark comes to the light, blah, 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 Christian shit. And then mm-hmm. he came out, and I guess he was supposed to be providing receipts of all this other good stuff. His whole thing was, I filed for divorce in February of 2018. All of that is well and fine, but I need people mm-hmm. to do the math, okay? Your ass gotta mm-hmm. be separated when you have kids for at least a year in most states. So that right. means that he filed in February. They have been separated for at least Since a year. the year before, right. So if you're doing the fucking calculations, he definitely still left her ass when she was pregnant. During those times. During those like times, she said. And was fucking old girl. Like, 
Like, he literally trying to provide all these receipts of when he filed. But like you said, like, uh, I'm sure y'all was, that wasn't the day, the first day. Like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm gone. Like, no. Because like you say, you have to be separated. Kiki, why did you say he divorced me during this time? She said he left. He left. And separation, hello, left. Is leaving. Because <laughs> he's no longer there. I would just like for y'all to stop fucking playing with people's intelligence. And just, just, just in the shit and just be like Kiki why this crazy as fuck which I don't think anybody would even fucking argue doubt yeah, I mean, right. fucking stabbing ex we seen her ass when she was on R&B Beavis honey like we fucking <laughs> would probably have been on your side sis but since you want to come out and be technical with dates and shit right. let me show you my receipts like your receipts are proving everything that she said so like now what yeah so I just I just want everybody to stop playing with me like I <laughs> <laughs> almost went through a divorce so I know how the process goes and it was six right. months for him and I because we do not share children so again they got like 15 children together so dog they had a whole village and a half like she just keeps getting pregnant like I dog I, she has the most fertile uterus I feel like she's gonna be pregnant <laughs> by the new husband here in like three months I'm sure like she literally got the most kids she needs to shut that shit down <laughs> that <is> just... <laughs> The Thank shop you. is closed. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Have you been watching Real Housewives? Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yes, okay. I'm caught up. I don't have no tea on that. I just want to know if you were watching. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for juicy shit to happen. Yeah, nothing really juicy is happening. Um, Married to medicine, yeah. they still just arguing over everything. <sighs> Sweet baby Jesus, like I, every every episode. Like, I just need um heavenly to go see a professional because she, she kirks well look she need another person because like that's her go-to your mother <laughs> and like old girl like simone said like she, that's your trigger so she gonna keep doing it so every time y'all get in an argument that's the first thing she gonna say yeah. and then you gonna kirk and say something mean too like yeah well, that's all I've been watching on TV. I need to find some scripted shows. I'm tired of watching reality TV. Do you watch This Is Us? I haven't watched it this season. Oh, and I'm so far behind, too. It's like seven seasons. Just catch seasons. up. I mean, seven episodes. Uh, no. I don't know seven seasons. Yeah, it's like seven episodes already. When, when, when? Just catch up, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said what? I said maybe. Thank you. Let's see. What are we doing? What is the good to bad? I didn't have a bad week. Um, I mean, I didn't have anything. Well, I have something. I need to. It's not even a bad. I don't know if it's a bad thing. I want my fucking final offer letter. Like, I'm still mm. sitting on this tentative offer letter. Everybody at my current fucking place of employment knows this. And there was all this bullshit last week that I don't care about. I just want my offer letter. I'm calling the new HR lady tomorrow. Like, what's up? Like, ma'am, um, <laughs> please. The good is that hopefully this is my last couple of days at this shop. Just we can celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything you want to release besides the job? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, honestly. What? I actually, I've just been having like regular weeks, regular yeah. days, regular. So nothing 
bad or good has happened. It's just been like cool. Same old, same old. Which I'm cool with, you know. Right. The universe will come and shake some shit up. Like, oh, you, you need some drama? Yeah. I got you, baby. Mine is kind of the same. Like, I didn't have anything bad um, that I want to release anything like that or nothing bad happened this week. Um, and I already kind of went over my good that I made it to seven years. And I hope to see many more with this mofo. But, uh, I actually thought I remember something. Ah, uh, what's up? Dear best friend. Dear best friend. No. I would just want you to do better with me. Thanks. Stop playing with my Do better with me? Yeah, because I feel like she keeps playing with my intelligence as well. We'll talk more offline. But yeah, we they're best friend. Come on, son. Like <laughs> I don't know who who you think you're trying to get some shit past, but it's not me. Like every time I talk to you, I'm just like, a word? Oh. A word? <laughs> I want you to Basically saying, I call bullshit. But I love you so right. much. Right. That's the code word. So, we thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to have um, something special for you guys coming up. Um, we're not going to tell you what it is. You just stay tuned. We're going to have like a nice little surprise for our listeners. For you dedicated folks. Yep, yep, yep. And um, as always, we ask you to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter um, at the Chatty Patties. Also, make sure you go to our website where you can see everywhere that we're streaming. And we also provide links and all that good stuff at www.thechattypatties.com. Make sure when you go to YouTube, you go ahead and subscribe. When we post our little posts, make sure that you engage because it's really us that's running these accounts. Dear so. God. <laughs> right we don't have a team <laughs> it's really us so go ahead and um interact with us if you guys have any ideas stuff that you want us to chat about or you want comments um want to comment and you don't want to comment um via uh instagram or anything you can shoot us an email the chatty patties at what gmail yahoo i'm all over the place yahoo yeah yahoo.com and um yeah, when we post our little questions of the day, we see people are starting to engage, so we appreciate that. And, you know, we thank you as always for tuning in, and we will chat with you next week. Next week. Holla. Bye. Bye.